debt. From the years 2014 to 2016, 20 cities paid over $150,650,842 in expenses related to shootings by police officers. Stat. In 2018, an estimated 1,066 people were killed by police. 25% of these were black. Stat. Despite the attention given to black deaths by cops, Native Americans fare even worse. The talk. Like most black parents, we talk to our son very early about how to engage with police when, not if, they come into detained encounter. I realize that much like parental sex education talks, the formality of the talk is just that, formality. Having a grandson now, I can see what I did not see with my own child. That is that by the time many black children, males in particular, are five, they have already formed opinions about self-preservation skills simply by observing the world around them. Research tells us that black children are seen as adults in ways that their same age white peers are not. We usually think of this word, parentified, in social work terms as children who are positioned through circumstance to care for themselves and, and the adults in their lives. I'm twisting it a bit and calling it adultified, to reflect the way that young black children are tasked to assume adulthood responsibility by many of the whites who are in authority in spaces and places where black children have no choice but to reside. Teachers, law enforcement, store keeps often see black children as larger than life and superhuman. You can see this in the research. Even when black and white children are at the same scene, officers have been observed as reacting more aggressively with black children, even young girls. Despite having the talk, blacks, particularly men, are killed disproportionately. How do you calculate the years lost? How do you reconcile the loss of life? Age 11, 14, 16-year-olds. It probably can never be reconciled. To the parents, the family, the community, that loss can never be regained. Can it be monetized? Somewhere around the time I heard of the fifth or sixth family receiving a million-dollar settlement for the loss of their children, I realized that we in the United States were building a class of morbidity millionaires, families who had acquisitions of wealth newly because law enforcement created requisitions on the lives of their children, usually sons. As a researcher, I ran across a study from the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health. This was the first study that quantified years of life lost due to police violence by age and race. In one line of the poem that's coming up, I will reference the challenge of black parents keeping their children from danger. We, all, us, the black parents challenged with raising sons and daughters in white America, all have the talk. We educate, role play, and in my case, I paraded my son around in as many positive activities involving police officers as I could, begging them not to kill him in the streets when they saw him. We do these things to secure the elusive 18th birthday. If our male black children have reached the age of 18 alive, without papers, and reasonably well-adjusted, we celebrate. Because rather than using new wealth 
to celebrate with their black sons, these new morbidity millionaire moms will have to settle for settlements to keep the memory of their slain children alive. For the research to support this podcast, including which cities paid the most surrounding police shootings, please see what the curious artists at Critical Arts Research Experience have prepared for you. And remember, if you have poems, music, short stories, or descriptive visual arts that you think fits in our artfully justice style, drop us a line on the website. Your work might be featured on our show. You send the art, we will do the stats. Keep listening after the brief interlude after the poem as we honor the fallen and the families left behind, all who are much more than a statistic. See you at the mic. The Irony of the New Black Millionaire Black dreams born out of nightmares, she joined the new class of the black millionaire. Black boys riddled with bullets? Lord, no. Black lives riddled with bullshit answers? No. Black moms riddled with guilt? She don't know what else she could have done to keep her black son from a life of danger and they dare tax her anger? She had a son to spare? Now mom's a new millionaire. Black wealth born of black death. She's dollar rich but black child bereft. Blue lives go unfettered. They lie. Blue shields tried and acquitted. Blue lie. Blue man group all vetted while mom lies. Her poor black child asleep for the cold hard grave to keep. For their killing pleasure she is given treasure. One less black man out there. But mom's a new black millionaire. Tamar Rice, Laquan McDonald. Freddie Gray, Christian Taylor, Quintonio Legrier, Philando Castile, Jordan Edwards, Stephon Clark, your grandson, next, my nephew, next. That's all for this episode. For the stats in print, for the stats out loud, Check out our blog at statsoutloud.wordpress or drop me a line at statsoutloud.gmail.com. Join us next time as we talk to Suda Callinglast and Melissa Spence from Indigenous Vision in Phoenix. Here's an excerpt from that upcoming show. Welcome to Indigenous Vision Music. I'm really feeling myself. Pegeen Fitzgerald, Susan Stamberg, Dorothy Bronson, Irene Mojica, Melissa Spence. Oh, wait, who? Oh, yeah. There's a good chance that you've never heard of Melissa Spence, but you will. As female and indigenous, Melissa is a standard bearer in the field of broadcast. But Spence is a radio personality 
who has rightfully earned a place among other broadcasters, regardless of gender or so-called race. If you've never considered the absence of indigenous voices in broadcast, you join the ranks of us who contribute to the malignant neglect of our sisters and brothers who are routinely absent in the conversations and spaces of what and who is considered in the Americas. On this episode of Stats Out Loud, we discuss research relating to how an entire group of people present at the inception of this country remain invisible and sometimes even missing. What you are hearing are the sounds from the podcast IV Music, which is the brainchild of Melissa. IV, or Indigenous Vision, is the organization founded by Suta Calling Last. Indigenous Vision works to revitalize Indigenous communities through quality programs that promote well-being. I sat down with Melissa and the founder and director of IV, Suta Calling Last. Melissa and Suda provided insight on what is happening in the indigenous communities that we should be aware of. Y'all come back for the interview.